Welcome to Courageous Conversations with your host, Richard Dolan, a world-renowned speaker, mentor, and coach to many celebrity icons and global thought leaders. Listen as they share their stories and insights about what it takes to lead a courageous life, from overcoming adversity to living with purpose and meaning. Each guest brings a unique perspective that will leave you feeling empowered and motivated to make positive changes in your own life starting today. Not to break the circle of conversation, but just maybe a fun fact, but I'm, I'm personally curious. I'm a fan of Marley Coffee. I mean, it's done phenomenally well, commercially successful. But when you, when you look at the seeds that you use, the coffee beans you use, there's a good portion of them that are Ethiopian beans. You just said about being connected to the motherland, telling us a bit about why it's important to connect through our own history and being through plant. Was that on purpose? Yes, because my land is in Jamaica and I have 52 acres. And with 52 acres, you can only do so much. First of all, I don't have the bandwidth to to be able to to get all the amount of product that's necessary for me to get an export license that in itself hindered me in Jamaica to be able to grow as an entrepreneur. I couldn't get the expert license. I life is kind of like I failed at, at what I really wanted to do after life, you know, after college ball. But in Jamaica, and when I realized all the red tapes in Jamaica, I realized that what? I, I have a coffee farm. I can't, I, I, it's not free to just have a farm and just package it and sell it. You need to go through all these regulations, obviously you do, but that's just how, you know, you keep a certain standard, which is like the copper uh, dust board, you know? So, but to have that standard, and again, I was the first, one of the first coffee farmers to become certified organic. So to have that standard and to enter a place that's been around for hundreds of years in Jamaica, it's a great big industry in Jamaica. And for me, at the Marley, to, to fit into that societal movement, it wasn't so accepted at the time. So I had to find a way to make it work. I left Jamaica, I moved to Miami. Then after Miami, I moved to Los Angeles. I wanted to, um, you know, play soccer was one of my things. So I wanted to try for the LA Galaxy, but also over business, I was just supposed to start the Tough Brown Clothing. And you know, my brother Ziggy instrumental. So anyway, I feel that that I started it, ran out of money because I took the family's money, but my partner was taking too much money, ran out of money. At the time I didn't have to raise money, even though I had the, the brand in 75 stores throughout Canada, et cetera, failed. Family didn't want to put any more money until the other guy decided to take a pay cut. He wouldn't do that. Well, it didn't work. Actually, I had to stop. So I said, you know what? Since I've paid that life and everything, I told my family, I'm moving to Africa. So I moved to Ethiopia for several different reasons. There was the millennium that year on the Ethiopian calendar, year 2000, which in my, my view is the year of the return of Christ, which is the Christ energy, the Christ consciousness. It's in a week. It's many different forms, you know. But I wanted to be there in the birthplace because in my early times when I would read my, the, the books I read in the early days, it told me that Ethiopia was where the gods like the Nthen on the Ascendant Sen, they had up there the point, the highest point in, in you know, on the highest land in, in the world. So they they ascended and descend there. So I wanted to be there. And it's also for me, it's where the gods like to be in Ethiopia. So I went there for that. 
and plus it was the millennium. But while, while I'm there, a man said to me, hey, Warren, what are you doing here? I said, I said, what do you mean? I came home. He says, no, you're Bob Marley's son. Do you sing? I said, no, I don't sing, but I have a coffee farm. So when he said that to me, he said, oh, do you know that Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee? And then when the Arabs are going to Ethiopia and take the coffee back to Yemen, the Europeans bought coffee from the Yemenites. And they said, oh, we have the beans from the Arabs. So it became Arabica. So that was my point. My point in life was to tell the world that my, my admission that I wanted as an entrepreneur, as a coffee guy, was to tell the world that Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee. And the right for the beans are Ethiopia, not Arabica. So that was one of my missions. So that's really that. And also, it was like, um, it was, it was total because seven years prior to that, I went there, went to a monastery where the copper tree on the monastery, but Batarle was a chip and hermit, a monk. I was with him, was a good friend of mine. He was, you know, like to either all teaches me how to pray and all these things. So I'm with him. He picks a cherry from the tree off the monastery, gave it to me, and told him that was going to be my future business, my future life. I was in the year 2000. We were 2000 on the on the Gregorian calendar, right? Seven years prior to when I went again. So seven years later, I go there to the year 2000 on the Ethiopian calendar. So there's a seven year difference. So the 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 monk he sends me back to the same monastery. I go to the monastery. And while I'm on this monastery, the monastery at the time, the monks there, they're, they're processing the coffee on the barbecue. So I said, okay, I took the picture. I said, I said, relax the monk. I said, I thought the church didn't brew a coffee. He says, well, you see the roof has a leak. Well, the monks and he clothes, the people need food. We're, we have coffee, we trade coffee. So I said, oh, the church, we with food. I said, I understand. I said, well, okay. I was like, number two signal. I go back to Addis Ababa here on the radio that the Ethiopian government had banned Starbucks from buying coffee. I said, Starbucks buys coffee. I said, what do you mean Starbucks buys coffee? I said, yeah, they, they buy coffee from all over. I said, mean? I said, well, geesh, they don't own the coffee part? I own the coffee part. I said, well, you know what? If they can source coffee, I can source coffee too. I don't want a coffee business. I called the guy that was invested in putting 100,000. This one I was trying to figure out how to raise money, couldn't go to the family. I called the guy that was interested in leading $100,000. I said to him, I said, hey, I said, do you know who my father is? He says, yes, Bob Marley. I said, yes. And you know that my father is a universal man. I said, do you know that I am also universal? He said, what are you trying to say, Roland? What the fuck are you trying to say? I said, oh, one second. I said, do you know that coffee is universal? And here's what I'm going to do. We're not having a Jamaican company. We're going to be a coffee company. It's going to be called Marty Coffee. I went to Sorcerer Conference from Ethiopia. Why? Ethiopia, the birthplace of civilization, Ethiopia, the birthplace of Rastafari, Ethiopia, the birthplace of Halle Selassie, Ethiopia, the birthplace of coffee. So I did that and connected my family legacy to its roots, which is really Ethiopia. So we named our first coffee before I could sell my coffee on the land in Geneva. I made my first, my first. Uh, single origin source coffee from Ethiopia, one love, because it's a single origin and it's Ethiopia, one love. Then I named my espresso lively up, I named my decaf simmer down, I named my dark rose, get up, stand up, stuff like that. And then finally, after I did that, 
I went back to my land in Jamaica because when I promised those farmers that I was going to build a coffee business, they, they just didn't know how. But I went to show them that I did it. And when I went to the Jamaican government, they banned me from bringing coffee into the country. The coffee bill, they said I'm not allowed because they're a cop. It's because of tariff laws or whatever. I only had four bags with me, but they put they put them in the dreamer. So when they banned me from bringing coffee, I went and found I found the Indian guy that was in his bar on Basconi. And because I know if I walked in, they wouldn't deny me. I had him become the priest. I I made a partnership with Lennox Lewis, the boxer. I know they won't deny him. They love him so much. I partnered with the Shark Sharks brothers, who already had six thousand. Uh, they already had all the license to export and import, grossing facility, processing plant, partner with them, and my friend Bali, and I created Molly Coffee Jamaica and started a Jamaica Bean Mountain Coffee business alongside, but I did the APO pill. So I was able to accomplish that. But I had to first prove myself without them. I would go to, um, in front of Fear One in LA and stand in front of the air, with a air pod. Uh, AirPod, and pour coffee. Please, hi, good afternoon, good morning. Hi, my name is Roger Morley. Would you like to try some coffee? And I did that uh, serving thousands of people in my hands. Please try my coffee. Hi, I like to tell you more about my coffee. I keep on this one. Wait, this one's Jamaican. This one's from Ethiopia. Like, went on and all, all day long talking about coffee and my experience in coffee. So I landed five Colson in California. And I landed also... Dean and Luca in New York. So those are my two staples. So I would say I'm in Dean and Luca and Whole Foods. So I was the first guy to bring coffee, or do Jamaican coffee into Whole Foods. First guy to bring Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee, say Dean and Luca, roasted package from Jamaica. And I was one of the first guys to sell roasted package product from Jamaica Blue Mountain coffee here in some of these supermarkets. Super, took it from $3,000 first year to $13,000, $13 million by the fifth year, the fourth year. So that was Marley Coffee. Man, you know, you've got your own redemption song. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into Courageous Conversations with Richard Dolan. We're on all the major podcast platforms and we appreciate your support by reviewing us. You can follow our show at The Rich World on many social media channels. We hope that listeners like yourself enjoyed this episode. And remember to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or whatever other streaming services are available. Because we cannot wait to bring you more valuable content that can make a difference in your life.